Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 8th. It is five minutes after 10. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we're glad you're joining us this morning. So it was one of the top five moments during the State of the Union address last night. Imagine that. You worked on it, you wrote it, you practiced the speech, your political future is hanging on it, you're making a lot of policy announcements, things you want to get done, and all of a sudden, after 80 minutes, all of it takes a back seat <laughs> to the kiss that your wife gave to another man. This is, this is, um, it's peak 2023, right? So mm-hmm. if you have not seen this photo, there is a photo I believe before, I think it was before, Mm -hmm. State of the Union, in which Jill Biden appears to be Mm -hmm. locking lips with Kamala Harris's husband. Mm -hmm. Now, who went in? I I don't know. (laughs) Who went in first? I mean, who, who, I I don't know if the one was just thinking they were going to get a peck on the cheek Mm -hmm. or the other. I don't know, but this is very... Very odd, and it would I would think be very hard to have not at least had one person intending to be going for a lipular area kiss. <laughs> given the look, I get that accidents can happen, but this is a uh, this is very strange. Okay, so they grabbed hands and they quickly smiled at each other and then embraced and then kissed. It's the collective, right? It's and not it- one individual thing. It's the whole. It's where it was rehearsed. It's yeah. It's where we know Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to be with Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> You're feeling. You know what it reminded me of? It really reminded me of when William and Kate, the Royals, got married, and they were on the balcony, and everybody was cheering for them to kiss, and they kind of looked at each other, and okay, we got to do this. It's what the people want, and they kissed. Yeah. A little less awkward than what happened, though. In the box! Because they're not married, Casey. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Their spouses work together. And how do you think that made their spouses feel? Well, yeah. And so, again, it's a still image. Who knows what the actual back and forth of it was. But it's very awkward. And this is getting most of the attention rather than the speech. Now, Mm -hmm. the speech itself... Last night, if you uh, did not subject yourself to the speech, uh, congratulations. That's why we are here. I texted Mock last night and I said, man, when you were here, I used to just make you watch these things. Mm -hmm. And then I was kind of a running bit on our show that I didn't watch these and she would just tell me what happened and I would have no idea. But I would not do that to you, Casey. I did not think that was fair uh, since it's half your show (laughs) that that I should force you to watch the speech by yourself. So Uh I did. um, Did she watch it? Did oh, she I, say I'm 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 watching it now? Oh, I'm sure she was watching it. But the point is, like, I I, I was watching it because I didn't want you to have to do this on on your um <laughs> on your own. And I just I always feel worse about myself, right? Like when I get done with a Joe Biden mm-hmm. speech, feel like you need a shower. I feel worse up. about myself. And the problem was, I didn't feel like I could do our template mm-hmm. until after the speech was done because I needed to get Sarah Huckabee's. Uh, Sarah Sanders' response. Mm-hmm. I needed, you know, if Biden did something just totally insane, even by Biden standards, we needed to have them there. So I didn't feel like I could really do the template until that was done. So I didn't get done with everything until about 11.30. So it just completely ruined my whole morning and everything else because I was just totally off because I had to stay up for this. So uh, you, you didn't... That's the same thing a lot of people are expressing, that yeah. the State of the Union address just ruined their night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just... 
look, they're all all kidding aside or talking about the kiss or whatever aside. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that doesn't impact your life as an American citizen. The thing that does is the words and the goals of Joe Biden. And the reality is there was nothing in this speech last night that is going to get inflation under control. There was nothing in this speech that's going to make food more affordable. There was nothing in the speech that's going to make gasoline more affordable. And, you know, when we talked to uh, Farmer Ryan a couple days ago mm-hmm. uh, about the cost of food, about why things are so expensive, he flat out told us as a farmer whose job it is to get the food to the producers to be able to be turned into something you can consume at the grocery store, it's not getting solved anytime soon. And that's very scary. Yeah, still dealing with supply chain issues. And of course, the cost of diesel gas, which is what all the farm equipment runs on, is still very high. But that wasn't addressed. Of course, Biden tried to say how great the economy was and he's going to fix it from the bottom and middle out. You know, he mentioned something last night. We were talking about this before the show that he went out of his way to to mention defending Roe versus Wade or upholding Roe versus mm-hmm. Wade or reinstating Roe versus Wade. I forget the terminology, but basically Codifying. basically, he said, I'm making priority on-demand abortion. Mm-hmm. And Casey, you know this because you've you've been through the you know the giving life process mm-hmm. having I, a baby I am going through it now yeah and Joe Biden has been through this twice mm-hmm. as a just two boys right is that mm-hmm. is there someone I'm missing either way he has been through it as well to see your child see it forming see it growing see it developing and to still as a person who has parented two has brought life to two people and been through that process to be to go on national television and say, I will make it a priority to make sure that women can end as many of these lives without debate or discussion or input from the father or whatever as possible. What a sick, disgusting human being. I don't know what channel you were watching the State of the Union address on, but I watched it on C-SPAN. Uh-huh. And the best part to me was when it was over. (laughs) But also because C-SPAN had microphones on him as he was leaving the chamber, and it took him 20 minutes to leave the chamber, getting lots of handshakes. Well, you stayed till the very end, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, the bitter end. You are the person at the concert who gets the full experience (laughs) and wants to watch the roadies start cleaning up the stage. You're that that person, aren't you? Um, But that's amazing, because as soon as he said, hi, good night, everybody... I was you were out, out of there. Well, if you watch it on C-SPAN, you could hear all of the comments that were coming to him from people who were shaking his hand as he was leaving the chamber. And somebody mentioned to him something about Bo Biden, mm-hmm. because you're talking about that he's a father and he still wants to codify Roe v. Wade. And he mentioned to this person in the crowd, it was Bo's birthday two days ago. It was Bo's birthday. And it was a very sentimental moment for him. But yet here he is talking about abortion and how he wants it legal. You know, I wish someone would stick an ultrasound, uh, you know, in Joe Biden's face because you get an ultrasound at 19 weeks, 20 weeks, whatever. And they, you know, that is a 
fully freaking formed human. It has a face. It has fingers. It has toes. It has a heart. It has all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And someone should stick that a picture of their ultrasound in his face and go, tell me how that's not a human being and tell me how that doesn't deserve to live. Every single Democrat who advocates for on-demand abortion should have to answer that question. It, these people, and to use the state of the union mm-hmm. to advocate for the barbaric slaughter of living living entities human life we have we have i mean look inflation's bad price of gas food all that stuff's bad but we got way bigger problems than that because we are a society that covets and lust for death over life. So he called for bans on assault weapons. He talked about Roe v. Wade. He also talked about uh, the border. He talked about Social Security. And he also tried to get tough on China. And uh, this is where... Was I in trouble? Was I in trouble for watching the State of the Union address? Because I got scolded last night. By the president, this is what he said. America's rallying the world to meet those challenges from climate to global health, to food insecurity, to terrorism, to territorial aggression. Allies are stepping up, spending more and doing more. Look, the bridges we're forming between partners in the Pacific and those in the Atlantic. What's he saying? What's he talking about? Is he saying, what, what is, what, it's just incoherent nonsensical babbling and what is the premise we're not doing enough we're 31 trillion dollars in debt as a nation Mm -hmm. and is the is the crux of this from this guy we still are not spending enough yeah he needs more name me one name me a leader who's changed places with xi jinping name me one name me one rob all right, Casey, during the speech, I was momentarily distracted. And yeah. I say momentarily, this went on for, well, several minutes. I had a little uh, run-in with Kev last night, producer Kevin, yeah. during the State of the Union. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i going to cry party foul on what Kevin did. You're going to call him out? But I want to get your input on this okay. because you may be totally okay <laughs> with what took place. I, I think what, something what maybe Kevin highly do? egregious took place, but I'm going to let you be the, uh, the decider on this. All right. It's Kennelly Casey on 93 WIBC. That's life. That's what all the people say. Good morning. It is 19 minutes after 10. You're riding high and It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Trending this morning, Beyonce. Tickets for her first world tour concert, the Renaissance Tour, has sold out. That oh. was reported by Live Nation. They sold it, said it sold out yesterday. Now, I have not heard the issue with her like others, like Taylor Swift mm-hmm. or Bruce Springsteen Having or whatever. Ticketmaster problems? Yeah, I've not heard the skyrocketing prices associated with that. Maybe I missed that, but the, the fact that it sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Stockholm, they actually added a, an, extra, an extra day yeah. because of demand. So maybe she's being a little more accommodating. Here's my question about the sold out. And Kev, you're in the biz, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. <laughs> we'll it's, get to you in just a it's, minute. Uh, 
It's still pretty easy, though, like to walk up and buy a ticket off the street, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if ticket prices get ridiculous, couldn't you theoretically just milk it to like 30 minutes before the show mm-hmm. because the scalpers got to unload that ticket or they get stuck with them? That's yeah. really the best right. strategy, right? Well, a lot of times, even uh, ticket prices will go down quite a bit yeah. if you wait till the last minute. Yeah. And you can get them online for pretty cheap. Now, now, the, now it doesn't give you the comfort of, because part of it is, and you guys know this, the concert going experience is, I want to go there. Maybe we're going to pound a few brews before the show. They're going to hang out with our buddies. We're going to have a little dinner. We're going to get there early. We're going to watch them set up the stage. Mm-hmm. You can't do that if you're trying to snipe tickets right, right before the show. Yeah. Right. But you, but you could get a much cheaper ticket. Possibly. Yeah. Beyonce also is breaking the Grammy record, and she's now the most decorated artist. Well, sure she, sure she is. Yeah, she's the most decorator. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no. It's uh, what I think uh, greatest artists of all time. It's like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the Rolling Stones. It's Led Zeppelin. And then Beyonce. It's, yeah, it's, it's Springsteen and then Beyonce. Okay. They're all just right there. Yeah. Also, Trudy is a new cereal. <laughs> and the name of this cereal is incredible. It's called Poop Like a Champion. It's called what? Poop Like a Champion. No, it's and not. Yes, you it is. Of fiber in you that. are lying. Nope. It's uh, Cinnamon Toast. Ultra Fiber Cereal. New look, same great product, too. It's new and improved. So if you're having issues, seek out Poop Like a Champion. I think think that's good marketing. (laughs) They do not sell this at Walmart. Where do they even sell this at? You can get it at the Poop Like a Champion store. Oh, okay. So it's like you got to go to a website to get it or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yep. It's keto-friendly, low-carb, gluten-free, and healthy. Yeah, okay. And finally trending, it is, let's see, oh boy, uh, Ron Jeremy committed to a mental hospital. This is the uh, skin flick icon, Ron Jeremy. Uh-huh. He's been uh, committed to a mental hospital in California after being found incompetent to stand trial. So he is apparently suffering, or at least the court has said, because they studied him or doctors talked to him or whatever, mm-hmm. from a level of dementia. And the reports are saying basically it is so bad that he will likely never recover. Mm-hmm. He had been ch- allegedly that they could be charged, et cetera, with sexual, assault, various acts of sexual assault um, and uh, over his years in the adult entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And look, that's a- that, 30, 30 charges of rape and sexual misconduct. Well, and-, the, and, and Over they, a 23 year period. They had un, uh, they had revealed what his living conditions were like when they, because they, they searched his apartment, I think for various things. Mm-hmm. And he was a apparently a severe hoarder mm. and it was like virtually impossible to- uh, maneuver through his apartment, Casey. It is not nearly the glamorous lifestyle that is portrayed. No, it'll uh, it'll wreak havoc on your brain, and I think that he's proof of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's bad. It's bad news, especially if you're a married dude. Stay off that. Yeah. Okay. That's a warning. A message. You've got something that you would like to talk with Kevin about? Well, yeah. So, Casey, you're going to decide whether this was all above board and I'm just making too big a deal out of this or if Kev was, well, committing a party foul last night. So okay. What do you I'm, do? I'm watching the State of the Union and just randomly, um, you know, I would say the of the three apps, the one I overwhelmingly use the least between Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I get a notification that I've got a uh, direct message on Instagram. Okay. And then I see it has come from an account marked uno.gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And so I open it up, and it is a video of the Kevin's favorite band, the Viagra Boys. Mm -hmm. And the lead singer, now I don't know, Casey, if you're familiar with the Viagra Boys, but the lead singer is this like totally out of shape guy with a beer gut who keeps his shirt off on stage the entire time. He is tattooed basically from head to toe. Wears a cowboy hat. Uh, yes, it is part of his M.O. that he is not, it is not like seeing Robert Plant circa 1975. This is this guy's shtick is mm-hmm. he's incredibly out of shape and he wanders around stage with a cowboy hat and sunglasses and a beer gut and a shirt off. And so I responded something funny back to the Uno.gold account. And then the Uno.gold account responded to me again. And then it dawned on me, I'm freaking talking to Kevin. <laughs> and so I texted Kevin and I said, what are you doing? Why are, why are you doing this with me on Instagram? Why wouldn't you just text yeah. message me? Because you control the Uno.gold Instagram account. Well, yeah, see, I don't see what the big deal is. Uh, because I saw this video that Viagra Boys posted on Instagram mm-hmm. it was of a fan in the front row at their concert uh-huh. handing the uh, front man a shrimp. <laughs> but it's and, fun. And it's, fine. it's a funny video and everything. But uh, yeah, that was on Instagram. So I figured, you know, you would like to see that. So I, I did a direct message on Instagram right. and sent it so to you. So rather than go to the text, find the video, attach the video yeah. to the text, you just People went through Insta. Yeah, no one does it that way. Um, but then you were saying that it was weird that... I sent it from the Uno Gold page and not my personal page. Because it was like I was having a conversation with the band, mm-hmm. when yeah. in reality I'm having a conversation with Kevin, and it is though Kevin has cloaked himself in some sort of secrecy, <laughs> hiding behind the band, and it was well, it dawned on me, like, this is Kevin! Yeah, but it's not the band, I don't, it's you! We don't follow each other from, I don't follow you from my personal yeah, account. Yeah, I don't want to have anything to do with your personal yeah. life and what other heathenistic actions you're out there running around. Well, I want a plausible deniability. Yeah, work life, personal life, uh-huh. we keep it separate. That's yeah. weird, right? That Balance. I was, he was trying to present as though I'm having a, con- I'm having a direct conversation with a band mm-hmm. when in reality it is Kevin and I could just have the direct conversation with Kevin. Were you under the impression at any point in the conversation that it was somebody else from the band? No, because you I know, knew it was I know Kevin yeah. controls the account, but it took me a moment to like I was having a conversation with the band Mm -hmm. and then I realized no I'm having a conversation with Kevin okay here's the deal Kevin was working effectively and efficiently yeah so you should give him props for that actually (laughs) instead of picking on him because had he just texted you he'd have to go find the video Uh and attach it and then send it this way he Eliminated steps. Here's the thing, though, Kev. From this point forward, I'm refusing to have any conversation with the Uno.Gold account <laughs> directly. If you yeah. need to correspond with me, you as Kevin McNamara will correspond well, with me. Because you want to. You mentioned like Rolling Stones earlier as like a comparison. Like yeah. it would be weird if the Rolling Stones were like messaging. If you. Mick Jagger was but, your buddy, let's say Mick Jagger was your buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay, you are a producer or whatever in the music business, and you knew Mick Jagger, and then Mick Jagger were on the Rolling Stones. I, I don't know. I assume they have an Instagram account. Direct messaging you, mm-hmm. like that would be weird. No, that would be super cool. <laughs> but he wouldn't yeah, be, be cool. doing that. Show everyone because oh my gosh, Mick Jagger just DM'd me. Oh my gosh, I'm having a conversation <laughs> with the Rolling Stones. No, you're having a conversation with Mick Jagger, who just Even happens better. to be have the password to the Rolling Stones Instagram account. So, Kevin, the new rule is if you want to send me a Viagra Boy stuff, I think that's great. You know, I'm totally into uh, yeah. your music and all the things that you do. Mm-hmm. You have to do it directly with me. No more I, uh, banned Instagram DMing. I don't understand this at all. Well, it's a rule. I'll <laughs> let it go. Though. It's my life, and I'll. 
I'll do what I want. <laughs> he makes up rules as he goes along. Apparently. Hey, by the way, if you'd like to hear some of Kevin's band's music, you can find that on the Kendall and Casey Spotify playlist. Just look up Kendall Ampersand Casey on Spotify. And that's who you're listening to now on 93 WIBC. Listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 1033. Okay, so there was a uh, a bill that passed the Senate. What was the bill number? Uh, okay, so yes, and we'll, we will get back to voicemails tomorrow. We just had so much going on with the State of the Union and having to cover that. And uh, so if you call, the voicemail line is 317-684-8444. This is normally when we do the voicemails. We will return to those tomorrow, 317-684-8444. So Indy Star has the article here, and... We talk a lot on this show, Casey, about the priorities or lack thereof of the Indiana Republican Party. Mm -hmm. And we get all the time, well, why are you so mean to Republicans? Because they control everything. The Democrats are irrelevant in this conversation. Like they, the Democrat Party in Indiana is a complete joke and is of no threat to anyone. And they have so radicalized themselves to the left that they can't win elections. So Republicans in Indiana have super majorities in the House in the Senate, the governor's office, and all statewide offices. So there's nothing to talk about with the Democrats. They can't do anything because they're not in charge of anything. But yesterday was another example of what we talk about on the show all the time of the Indiana Republican Party not giving two craps about you and looking for ways to cater to people who will not vote for them. And this is when we talk about the danger of you simply giving your vote away because someone has a meaningless letter next to their name. And the Republicans have figured this out. This is why the angry red-shirted teachers get the, you know, uh, what's the, the glove? What's the glove treatment? The white glove treatment. Mm-hmm. The, I think that was what I was looking for. Thank you. White uh, glove or kid glove. Kid glove, yeah, whatever. Because they know that you the conservative are so afraid of the Democrat that you will vote for these Republicans no matter what. It is how an unqualified goof like Diego Morales gets 54% of the vote because they know you're so afraid of on-demand abortion advocate Destiny Wells that you're going to vote for him no matter what. And here's the danger, and yesterday proved it. We have a colossal crisis when it comes to property taxes in this state. That there's no disputing it's happening. There's no disputing what has happened with the assessments. There's no disputing now what's happening with the property taxes and how they're going up. Yet yesterday, Casey, mm-hmm. the Indiana Senate mm-hmm. spent their time not focused on figuring out how old people and people on fixed incomes and the middle class are going to be able to afford to stay in their homes because of skyrocketing property taxes due to the highly flawed system that the Republican Party has set up and repeatedly endorsed in the state. No, they didn't spend their time on that. Yesterday, the Senate, which is controlled with supermajorities by the Republicans, passed a bill Mm -hmm. out of committee that would allow people illegally in this country to be able to get driving privileges in the state of Indiana. Okay, so this is Senate Bill 248, and the bill will allow people living in Indiana without citizenship documentation to get a driver's license. This has been filed year after year. It's never gotten a hearing until yesterday. They had two hours of testimony, and by a vote of five to four, they launched it over its first hurdle. So the Republican Party's stance now, because again, we've heard one bill 
get a hearing that relates to property taxes. And that bill, authored by Jeff Thompson, would give you basically $100, maybe a little more depending on where you live and what the tax rate is where you live, but would give you basically $100 of the four, five, six hundred extra you're going to have to pay or many people are going to have to pay because of the really crummy system that the Republicans have set up. That's basically the only bill of substance that has had a hearing and it's passed out of, or it hasn't even passed out of committee yet, but it has, has, has had a hearing of some sort. That's all you get if you're a law-abiding, tax-paying, hard-working citizen. Yeah, maybe, we haven't even, as far as I know, had a vote on that yet, but maybe you'll get like $100 of the four, five, mm-hmm. six, seven, some people it'll be 1000 we're going to take from you. That's all you get if you're doing things the right way. But if you're an illegal immigrant, mm-hmm. no, we're focused on ensuring that you get a driver's license and driving privileges in the state of Indiana. That's the priority of the Indiana Republican Party. The lunatic, radical left, angry, red-shirted teacher, public education agenda, and making sure illegals get driver's licenses. But if you're a law-abiding citizen, kiss our ass. Okay. Okay, so the authors of the bill say that they want people to be able to drive safely on the roads to get to their jobs. That's why they're doing this. Get safely to their jobs? Casey, they're in the country illegally. I thought the job of the Republican Party, I thought they were the people who cared about the border. I thought they were the people who cared about securing this nation. That's what I hear over and over and over and over again. We are the party of legal immigration. If if you know someone is in the country illegally, why are you not sending them back where they came from? Why are you concerned about them getting to a job that they are taking from a legal citizen in this country? And even if they are taking the job, they're in the country illegally. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I am, I, people should be so livid over this, that this is what the Republican Party in Indiana is spending their time on, making sure that illegal immigrants get privileges rather than taking care of you and your family and making sure you can afford to live in your house. That's Senate Bill 248, by the way. Let's talk about what's going on with the TV industry. So it's in the middle of change, no doubt about that, right? Legacy cable TV, it's bleeding millions of subscribers each year, streaming taking a larger and larger role in our consumption of media. But then you also have things like podcasts and TikTok even and just different platforms. So what is the future of traditional television? Some people are saying it's dying. Yeah, well, I think think it's harmful and you will appreciate this because you have been in management in radio throughout mm-hmm. much of your career mm-hmm. now you get the privilege of working with me <laughs> how how did it end for you well i was working with rob kendall um, <laughs> but you will appreciate this that the radio industry really failed years ago and i'm talking 20 ish years ago when HD radio became, Mm -hmm. the technology for what is now known as HD radio became a thing. And instead of harnessing that, the radio industry harnessing that as a collective and saying, we are leading this new frontier, we are all going to push the football together on HD radio, they fought over how to distribute it, who would get it, how the licenses would be put out, etc. And in that time, satellite radio Mm -hmm. took hold Mm -hmm. and had had a dominant footprint in the radio industry, which really harmed terrestrial radio, and ra- terrestrial radio, other than fabulous local stations such as this one, has really struggled to recover mm-hmm. from that. 
and obviously now they're streaming, et cetera, has become a thing. But really, the original death knell was when they had HD radio. And instead of harnessing, you know, an industry view on this and getting it out there before satellite, et cetera, the same thing is true here with television where cable TV had a real opportunity years ago to say, we are going to start offering an a la carte menu. Like for someone like me, there's probably 10 channels that I would consistently watch. Okay, we want to allow Rob Kendall to be able to order these 10 channels. Yes, you will pay more for the 10 channels, but your bill will still be cheaper than collective cable. I would be all on board with that. But what they force you to do is purchase nine home shopping network channels that you're never going to watch. <laughs> that you don't want. And pay a colossal premium for that. And so people like me said, okay, it is still cheaper for me to purchase two or three streaming options mm -hmm. than it is to have a cable package. And I will get just as much enjoyment for the most part other than live sporting events. And in my case, my dad is my neighbor, so I can just go over there. Right. And, and, and so I really feel like television is now in the same position radio was where they had opportunities mm -hmm. and they missed that opportunity. And now the industry's in big trouble. So Saturday night, I was on my way back from the Terre Haute area and I was listening to a radio station. It was country station and they had a disc jockey on. And I thought, hey, you know what? I should call and request a song. And the, the dude said to me, <laughs> good one you know there's nobody live in the studio and i thought oh yeah that's right there probably is nobody live in the studio and that's happening to radio stations across the country and it has been for a long time ever since automation came everybody said oh it's the death of the disc jockey which played out and became true because you're able to record stuff and automate it and half the time the radio station your favorite uh, other than this one you may be listening to there's nobody actually right. there. Half of the radio stations are not even run by people in that market anymore. Some of them here in Indianapolis. Right. I won't call them out, though. But with TV, uh, these executives are saying that budgets are getting cut. Scripted programming is going away. There's going to be much more repeats. It's going to continue to exist but it will be a lesser product than what you're used to, what you've experienced over the years. And we know now live sports and live local news, that is the only thing that is going to save local television because those are can't miss programs. Everything else is streaming or you can get it on demand. Yeah, and so here is, and we'll get off this because I know we got Hammer coming up next, but here mm -hmm. is the big domino that I think is about to drop, and if it does, we are going to be in uncharted territory, and that is Bally Sports. Mm -hmm. And Bally Sports is... Uh, the, the it's a big NFL deal, right? Well, no, well, Major League Baseball. Okay. The NFL has a national television deal. So you got to watch CBS. You got to watch Fox on Sunday. Sunday nights, NBC. Mondays uh, is, is ESPN. And Thursdays is now Amazon Prime. And that's the can't miss. But baseball has regional TV deals. So every team has its own television deal. And the National Basketball Association is very similar as well. And Bally Sports is big in local regional sports broadcasting. The company that owns them is called Diamond Sports, which is owned by Sinclair. So it's like any other large corporation. There's a company within a company within a company. And um, Bally's is preparing for bankruptcy. Mm. And now if this, because Bally's is so into, especially baseball and I believe basketball, they have 
multi-billion dollar, in some cases, television deals with these local sports teams who don't have a national umbrella, that if Bally Sports goes under, declares bankruptcy, can't pay these TV rights deals, you may see now like Major League Baseball and the National Basketball Association uh, specifically go to an NFL type model or a streaming model that completely removes those sports from cable television. And if professional sports is removed from cable TV, that very likely could be the end mm-hmm. of cable television as we know it. Yeah, because people are going to get it on their Amazon or yeah. wherever, their Hulu, yeah. wherever else yeah. it's available. Yep. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Hammer is up next. Good morning, and it's 10 minutes in front of 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio, and you brought gifts. Hold on, hold on. Before we get to the gifts here, I'll play ball. I know it's always ratings death when you talk about the bumper music, but what the (laughs) hell is this? Yeah, Kevin, Uh, tell everyone what this is. uh, This is my favorite band at the moment, Viagra Boys. So, this Casey, so, this, let's talk about these shirts. Let's talk about, let's talk about sports. <laughs> this song's called Sports. I thought you would like it. Okay, so you brought in some You presents. thought I would like this. I thought you would love it. Okay. You ever, you ever get a gift for someone that you really wanted, and you're like, I thought you'd love it. <laughs> if you don't want it, I'll take it. Right. I was thinking of you. I used to... Uh, I used to do that for my grandparents every year where I would buy them a box of baseball cards. <laughs> well, you don't want it? There's a lot of effort that goes into that, Grandpa. I'll take it. A box of baseball cards? <laughs> you don't want these Transformers? Well, I guess I'll take them. Barbie wanted some new clothes. <laughs> we got some new clothes in here, courtesy of our friends. Yeah, yeah show that up. Awesome. Show that off there, Casey. Yeah. It's what sweet. is that? What is it? What do we courtesy got? Courtesy of the fine folks at the IMPD oh, Mountain yeah. Patrol. Oh, this is going to make the left really angry that we're uh, promoting the police here on this show. It's These fantastic. are the uh, the heroes to get on the horses yeah, and uh, patrol through the streets of Indianapolis. You, get, you know they have the ride along program in the cars. You think you get on a horse with someone? Nigel and I talked about this. We want to get on one of these horses with one of the trained uh, mounted patrol experts and do the recreation of the Three Amigos photo shoot. (laughs) How'd you get these shirts? Uh, Nigel and I had a little breakfast with the mounted patrol folks this morning and uh, just an awesome group of people. Mm -hmm. Love IBC, Hammer and Nigel show. And they said, hey, we got some shirts here. Make sure, you know, you guys are taken care of. That's Uh, awesome. Thank you. No one hit the bingo last night on the Hammer and Nigel bingo card, I don't think. No. No, they did not. I was really disappointed we didn't get the deer and Kevlar vest joke. <laughs> you were you were cheering for that in our group text last night. I think this is the only speech he hasn't told that joke in. <laughs> um, but we watched it all last night. Then I stayed up to watch the response from Sarah Sanders. And I heard you guys talking about that earlier today. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was just too long. Sarah Sanders yeah. part. Yeah. What I liked you know she got out there right away but then it went on and Mm -hmm. on and it was already late you know i I watched this old man go up there and go through the motions for about an hour and a half (laughs) and then it took about 25 minutes for sarah sanders to get the cue and she went on for about Mm -hmm. felt like 15 minutes and what'd you think about biden right when he started looking at mccarthy saying it's okay to smile you can smile we're going to work together. I won't ruin your reputation. My response would be, it's okay not to fall up the stairs to Air Force One, but sometimes you can't always get what you want. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, people we may not care for, LeBron James broke the scoring record last night. He did. And I was already up, so I decided to turn on TNT because this was the 
West Coast Lakers yeah. game. And I turned it on, and he was like 10 points away. So I just wrote it out, watched him break the record. It was a fadeaway shot in the late stages of the third quarter. And he's passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for all-time points in the NBA. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to be enamored with this or him or whatever, but I know he hates me as a conservative and liberty-loving person. So I don't care about this at all. I'm not, I'm not going to give him any accolades. Am I a bad person? No, you're not a bad person because if you think about some of the things LeBron has said in the past, he told basically the entire state of Ohio who voted for Trump in 2016, this is back when LeBron was on the Cavs, Mm -hmm. you wasn't educated. (laughs) I think people wasn't educated was the response from the Akron High School grad. Well, then remember he went after that guy who was an MIT grad, didn't he? Daryl Morey? So when Daryl Morey was an executive with the Houston Rockets, and again, he's got two degrees, one from Northwestern, one from MIT. And he it's was, not Ivy Tech, and I can say because I went to Ivy Tech. <laughs> Morey was criticizing China for some of their human rights violations, and LeBron said he wasn't educated. The Akron High School product <laughs> said the MIT and Northwestern guy wasn't educated. Uh, the Hammer and Nigel show is educated, and what are we going to be educated with this, uh, this afternoon? Casey Daniels will come by. <laughs> that Tony, that theory apart. Kenneth will come by and Tommy Laren brings the heat. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.